Happy New Year, church. We have so many things to be grateful for, don't we? In fact, I want you to just uh, give the Lord some more praise, you know, for, for bringing you here today, for waking you up this morning. I know you thought it was your alarm clock, but it was God. That was, that was kind of weak. What? What's wrong with you? Don't you love him today? He's brought you a mighty, mighty, mighty long way. When I think about his goodness and from whence I've come and the trials and the fires and the challenges and all the things that he brought me through so that I could see January 1st, 2017. It is a miracle. He is a wonder. He is a, a miracle worker. He is a provider. He is our provision. He's our protector. He's everything that you need. And I want to encourage you one more time to give God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 We're starting this series, Behold, All Things Are New, exploring life-changing principles. And one of the most dynamic principles of this year for you to latch hold to is thanking God. Amen. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's looking for in his people. New praise, new prayer for new power to be released. The Lord told me this, that in 2017, he says, I will respond to a heart of thanksgiving to a heart of thanksgiving. He says, with the fullness of my supply, I will give to you when you give to me your thanks and your praise and your worship. Now, it sounds so simple. Thank you, God. But how often do we do that? It was, it was three times I'm asking you to really praise the Lord. And it's like, hey, okay, because I know you were tired because you stayed up all night waiting for this new day to show up. But hallelujah. He wants us to have a new prayer attitude giving thanks, because that's going to move you into higher realms of your faith and your power and the authority that he wants to invest in you. He wants you to have a prosperity that you've not seen before. See, that's because giving thanks breaks the power of the enemy. It breaks the power. Testimony after testimony, I'm hearing where people turn their prayer of supplication to thanks and God showed up and presented a miracle to them in their lives. I can attest to that my own self. After praying to God, praying, he says, just thank me. Because he already knows what you have need of. He knows you more than you know your own self. So whenever we give thanks to God, despite the most difficult circumstances, the enemy is going to lose a major battle in your life. You understand that? Come on. Amen. See, when we give thanks in the midst of troubles, we bring pleasure to the heart of God. He's well pleased with you when you start giving him thanks. Hallelujah. See, that's how... Our relationship with God is going to grow and flourish and impact us more and more. See, because your relationship with God is what he's after. And that is what is urgent for this new year. He wants his people to be his people. You know, sometimes we date God when we got a problem. We go, hey, hey, uh, Jesus, uh, you know, I need, I, need, I need a little uh, shoe money. 
need a little bit of rent money. Can you help a sister out? Okay, praise God. Then somebody blesses you. You got that coupon for pay less. And then you don't talk to him until the next time you need a new pair of kicks. What is, what is that? You can't date God. He's either in your life or he's not. It's all the way or no way. You see, God is looking and waiting for us to live in a realm of praise and thanksgiving where the enemy no longer has the ability to seduce you and control you and hold you and manipulate you and keep you from prospering, to keep your life from being prevented from abundant living. The enemy is defeated Because praising God in difficulty is a sacrifice not only that pleases God, but it brings him into the situation. It brings him into your room. It brings him where you are, and it shuts down the effect of the enemy. Listen, people of God, did we forget that God is God? He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. And he knows our needs. He knows the imminent dangers that we face. But did we forget that he is imminently more powerful? Two different words sound alike. Imminently more powerful than whatever would come against us. And listen, he's already promised that no weapon formed, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper you. Thank you, Jesus, one more time. See, thankfulness, listen, is a vital key for living your life. And having that life more abundantly happen for you. Thanksgiving may well be the key to turn your whole life around and every situation you face into victory. Why? Because it changes you. It changes your focus. It changes your perception. It changes your attitude. It changes your values. And it produces a heart change. Here we are at New Heart Church and we need a new heart change every day, yielding to God for him to, for those mercies to show up, for that change to happen and to land in your life. So there's great power in a thankful heart. You know, our thanksgiving is an offering perceived by God as praise. And there is no better way to praise God than a heart that's full of thanksgiving. And the more, listen, the more we give thanks, the more we're going to have to thank God for. Are you up for that? Yeah. More and more praise. Masi mas praise, por favor. Yeah. Hallelujah. See, and that's going to change your heart and your mindset and your lifestyle, especially this new year. He said, I will respond to a heart of thanksgiving, not whining, not complaining. Uh, when is that supposed to happen, Jesus? You know, I, I'm trying to get this out, new outfit together. And I, <laughs> He wants your praise, your thanksgiving, your expectation in him, which he will never disappoint. Don't you need some God responses in your life? Instead of, well, you know, your credit score is only 514. The IRS is after you. The doctor said this. You need some God responses. We talked about 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, which says, be joyful always, Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, no matter what, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. This is his plan, because that keeps us connected to him. 
allowing him access to all of your issues, to all of your concerns, so that he can answer even before you call him, he'll start it working for you already to give you the victory. You listen, when we say thank you, thank you God, thank you God, that's, that's stirring him up. El Shaddai, the many-breasted one, his breasts begin to fill with bounty for you, looking for you as to how I can bless my, my son, my child, who's praising me. How do you feel when, you're, when your daughter your, or your little boy, your, your grandchild comes and says to you, thank you, thank you for this, thank you, mommy, thank you. It's, it fills your heart. You want to get them something else. Amen? That's how God is with you. You've got to pray that every day so that God is going to bless you big. We need some big blessings. We're, we're making him so small. Amen. Anybody? See, being thankful says, yes, Lord, lean in. Lean in with your saving, empowering graces and your unmerited favor. Those things that we're not even aware that we need. He's looking out for you already. Give him that yet praise. That's why thanksgiving is a prophetic tool. It's a weapon of power that we can wield to proclaim to a destitute, hurting world around us. We can tell them the faithfulness of God and his character. Tell them about his promises and his everlasting love for us and for everybody. Amen? See, when we give God thanks for what we're about to receive, kind of like, like saying grace, it releases the peace of God in your soul. Don't you need some peace? It's a little bit chaotic out there. Last time I turned on CNN, it's a little bit cray-cray. Every day, day. Amen? And we're going to need that this year. Not so much because, you know, we're scurred, but because the world around us needs evidence that there is God and they're desperate. Romans 8, 19 says, for the earnest expectation of all of creation is earnestly waiting for the revealing of the sons of God, the children of God to show up, to show up with some hope, with some help, with some answers. When are we gonna be spiritually contagious? When? See, you're a thank you God says, not only do I believe you, God, but I trust you alone to hear my cry, to know my needs, to fulfill your promises, to bless me with the desires that you have given to me for the establishing of the kingdom within me and in my life and in my relationships and in the world around me. You're giving him access to you. You're giving him your reins to bring power into your life. See, we got to become uh, uh, the effective change agents without compromise. We got to be the real deal, whether we were at church or at home or in traffic. That's a test. Oh, Lord, that's a test. Behind closed doors, why can't we be pregnant with godliness, pregnant with gratitude, pregnant with praise? Are we, are we drawing people to God or, or our Facebook page? Mm, that's, that's a nice thought. Hmm. Hallelujah. Do I spend as much time in the Word as I do on the computer, on my Facebook page, trying to get some more friends? 
And they're not your friends. They don't even know you. Just because they agree with you. They saw a beautiful picture of you, but they didn't see you before the picture, before the filter. Oh, just a thought. Amen. You know, we become so soul-oriented, saturated with myself. I feel like I'm entitled to what's been given to me. We're, we're, we're stuck on our will, you know, what we want. We want it now. God, can you, can you hurry up? We're not even desiring what God desires for us to be or to do. And then our emotions, we're spent, we're spent on how we feel, disregarding somebody else. Unless, of course, it's gonna work for me, then I wanna know how you feel, because maybe that's gonna help me out. But we're, we can be so like the world in that. We take grace for granted and, and so many things and people for granted, no appreciation or gratitude. We get comfortable and influenced by secularism instead of influencing folk to God. That should be a priority. A great example of that is in Mark chapter five. That's the story of Jesus coming to, to be encountered with the demoniac and he, you know, the demoniac is full of demons, a legion of demons, he says. And he falls at his knees to worship God, to worship Jesus. And Jesus casts out that demon, the demons, in fact. And they go hoarding, uh, going off into the, to the uh, pigs, and they drown in the sea. So now the people around him, it says in, in verse 17, what do they say to Jesus after this miracle? Bye, Felicia. Because we don't want you up in here. This is too much. We liked it how it was. They got comfortable in the dysfunction rather than wanting the glory. Jesus, I want Jesus in my life. Why is that? That's amazing. So we continue to wear grave clothes. We continue to look like where we came from instead of being dressed to sit on the front row with, with Jesus Christ. We're seated in heavenly places. Are we dressed for that? Are we ready for that? Are we praising him for that? Anybody? It's very quiet, it's very quiet. I like the writer Voltaire. He says, appreciation makes what is excellent in others belong to us as well. Now let me break that down for you a little bit. It, it's not in a covetous way but as in connecting with each other, connecting with people for the good. In other words, you rub off on me, I rub off on you. What's, you know, what I have, you know, I share with you, the wisdom and the knowledge. There's an exchange that much shocking happens. And it's for the developing of a heart consciousness and a desire for us all to become more, to be better, to do well, to look like actually God is in there. Do we look like that? My prayers all the time, God, I want to look like you live here. I want my house to look like you were there. Not just any kind of way. And see, that kind of appreciation will cause Christ to be formed on the inside of us people. Galatians 4.19, Paul says, little children, I'm suffering with birth pangs until Christ is completely and permanently formed, molded within you. I feel that too. 
I look out at my sisters and brothers in this congregation, and I want to see Christ in you. I don't want you, I, I, I ache for the, for the struggle that some of us still face because we haven't yielded completely. We're not searching the word for ourselves. We're not praying and praising him as we should so he can release what he has for us. His plans are greater than ours. A lot of times we get stuck on what we know, and that prevents us from knowing what we need to know. Amen? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. See, that kind of appreciation is power. That kind of acknowledging I'm esteeming you and the God in you and the God in myself too. I'm honoring him. You see, how can God make alive what we don't recognize or what we don't appreciate? what we don't value, what we don't honor. How can he make that good? And if we don't allow that appreciation to seep into our core, we're gonna remain in deficit. We're gonna remain in lack, impoverished of power. When will the increase come that we need? Where's the authority that we should be wielding? Changing situations, bringing the kingdom into, into view. You know, Israel did that. They did it. They, you know, it's like we, once we get it, we get what we want, then we forget it. We forget God. Deuteronomy 8 verse 10 says, do not forget God. He's your supply. He's your protector. He has everything that you need. Hallelujah. Albert Einstein said, don't become just a person of success, but rather become a person of value. In other words, be a person who values, who values the life that you have, who values what's been given to you, who, who is thankful for what you do have as you're waiting for what you don't have yet, knowing that he's faithful who promised, knowing that God will supply everything. You see, gratitude will diminish what we do have if we don't appreciate him. I'm sorry, gratitude diminishes when we don't praise God. You know, so you, you begin to develop selfishness. Your soul begins to take control. Anybody? See, when we, when we, when we, when we do, do that, when we begin to value, we begin to regard each other, esteem each other, and honor the God on the inside of us and other people, then you're gonna wield some power that you have not even imagined. See, many, many people, I think, they fear uh, anybody taking control of them. So, so then they kind of stick away from, from Jesus, they kind of back away from that because, you know, their excuse is, I don't, I'm not, I don't like religion, I don't like the you know, organized church. But the thing is, they, they're not looking at Jesus as Lord, which means he is the boss. He's got to be the boss. He's Lord of all or, or none at all. Amen? And so that, that fear, that fear wells up. They don't want, they don't want any, anybody to have control over them. And what they don't know is that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear or slavery or domination or, or religious rules. It's the enemy. It's that enemy of your soul who brings with him fear and bondage and domination and strife to deceive you and invade your life 
and to pollute your mind and your heart, to steal your peace, to rip you off of your joy and pervert your faith. But if we come before God's presence with thanksgiving, Lord, thank you. Thank you for being my God. Simply for, for the gift of life that we have, let's start there. He first trusted us with life. Hallelujah. When we do that, we'll soon recognize that he can be trusted. He can be trusted. He first trusted us with this precious life that we have, with his amazing, lavish love that he continually, continually, incessantly pours out upon us. We forget, I think, or maybe we just don't know that God is love. He is love, and he gives his love to all creation, to whosoever will receive it, so that he may bless them and prosper them. This is his desire for us in this new year, that we are blessed beyond measure, that we stand out as the people of God, blessed to become a blessing, blessed to bless big. Are you hearing me? See, can you thank him big? Can you acknowledge him big? Can you praise him big? Like all the time, every day? From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, his name is to be praised. Anybody? How about that? And the more we thank God, the more his responses will convince us not only of his love for us, but his omnipotence, his almighty power that is available to us. Glory to God. You see, he inhabits our praise. He, he dwells in our praise. Because listen, he wants to unveil a revealing of himself and his power to care for us beyond our fire insurance. Anybody? He wants to know that this, is, this power is to be wielded by us. He's given us power and authority that we're not even using. He wants us so convinced that he's for us, that he's with us to restore our faith, to restore our lives. And, you know, we need him around because he covers and he, he builds a fence around us. He hedges us into himself. Glory to God. See, our, our praise, listen, provokes God to respond because he cannot resist a praiser. He's looking for us. He searches those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Where are you, my people, to worship me? I have so much for you to receive. And we're just thinking about, like, my needs. What do, what do, what do I need? What do I what do I need? Let me just pray about that. But what about just thanking him? You're going to get that. It's, gonna, it's, it's all good. It's all good. You know, it takes humility to give thanks to God. It takes humility to worship him. Especially it takes humility to forgive. But God humbled himself to forgive us. It takes humility to, to pray and to, and to obey him. But humility, people, is surrendering self to God, surrendering ourselves to, to the situation, to the call that he has on our lives, to his authority. He, it's, it's surrendering ourselves to the assignment. And listen, we, sometimes we take on assignments that, 
that are not what he has for us. You know, it's like, well, this is what I like to do. It's also called uh, substitutional obedience. So we just do, you know, because I'm was, it's in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't think so. But we have to surrender to him so we'll know exactly what he's speaking to us to do and to accomplish. So in surrendering, we win. In dying to self, we live. The, listen, the quality of your life and your joy and your contentment cannot exceed the purity of your, hearts, your heart and your thoughts. Are you hearing me? So what's really in here? Is real gratitude in there? Because when real gratitude lands on the inside of you, it begins to purify your motives. That's a good thought. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Can you praise him one more time for me while I change the page? Glory to God. Whew, I like it. I want to share this with you too. You know, sometimes we have agenda. We've got a motive. Well, if I praise God, he's going to, he's going to, hey, that's good, that's good. Praise, because praise, I'm gonna, then I'm going to get something. But listen, when, you're, when you have an agenda, that means you really have a lack of appreciation. You're not appreciating who he is. The focus gets back on me. <clears throat> so when we have no gratitude, that's going to prevent us from receiving God's full measure that he has planned for us. And ungrateful people really disregard the holy. Think about that. Disregard the holy. In other words, they have really no godly fear. They are dangerous people. So what is in your heart for real? Will, will, will it prevent or promote God's plan, his abundant life? What's in there? That's, it's going to prevent or promote it. So you got to examine what's in there. Mark 12, 34 says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Sometimes even what you don't say says a lot. Because mm -hmm. sometimes we need to speak up for those things that aren't right. i got the, the signs in them all now. See something, say something. We've gotten so comfortable in being quiet. You know, we're in a dangerous time. And you got to know also ambiguity is not of God. Now, be specific in your plans. Be sure. Make your yes, yes, and your amen, amen. I just want to encourage you today because God has a place of victory in store for you beginning this day in this new year that's greater than your imagination, greater than anything you could expect or hope for. You know, you may be facing some challenges. You, know, you may be seeing impossible situations and it may look like it will never, ever change. But God, but God, he says, quit looking out. Look up, lift up your eyes of faith. Lift up your hands and praise. It's going to change. You know, the darkness may be getting darkness, maybe getting darker, but you people, you're the light. You're the light to dispel the darkness. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God says, when you rise in the morning, give thanks for the light. Give thanks for your life, for your strength. Give thanks for the day and everything in it. He says, then I will respond to your heart of thanksgiving with the fullness of my supply. Don't you need some more? Or, or you, oh, I know, you, you, you already had at that place where I don't have room enough to receive another blessing. Oh, you lying. Okay. 
In the name of Jesus. I'm going to pray for you afterwards. Uh, remember that all of our prayers are spoken to a faithful Father who cares about us completely. Everything about you. He's counted the hairs on your head. Every hair has a number. Every hair has a number. And he responds to all of our concerns. I like Psalm 55, 16 and 17 says, but I call to God and the Lord saves me. Evening, morning, and noon will I pray with the heart of thanksgiving and cry out loud and he will hear me. That's his promise. So God is saying, give thanks for surely I will take you to a new level of life, a new level of desire even after me because what I desire for you is greater than what you want for yourself. Mm, that's pretty radical. I'm going to say that again. Give thanks. This is God saying this. He told me to say this to you today. Give thanks for surely I will take you to a new level of life, a new level of desire after me because what I desire for you is greater than what you think you want. Say la, say la. So, so, so there's, a, there's a thank you. There's a thank you that's enshrouded with deep-seated appreciation. It's rooted in love and humility. And it's born in the heart. It's without guile. It's without agenda. It's without fear. It's without distrust. And it is devoid of selfful gain or interest. It's pure. And its focus is on the giver, God, the source of all your supply. See, this gratitude, it leans in. It leans in. It sees the extraordinary. It sees, I'm sorry, it sees the extraordinary in the ordinary. It's multifaceted because it's not only saying thank you, but it's, within it is praise and appreciation, and it places value on the gift and the giver and yourself, knowing that he sees you as important and valuable yourself. It is an attitude that engages healthy emotions because you, you can feel it. You can, it's tangible, and it's going to affect your behavior in a way that you will become honorable. Are you hearing me? So if, we're, if we are to behold, to, to, to look and see the new things that God has in store for us, we gotta be filled with gratitude, filled with praise, filled with awe of our God. Give God thanks. Despite the fact that there's so many things that make us fearful these days, the uncertain economy, failures that are going on around the world, Catastrophic things that are happening. Christians suffering, being beheaded for the sake of Christ. We have a new president and all kinds of things that are going on in these United States of America. But despite all that, it, it all can be scary. And yes, the crazies have landed, but the, think, about, <laughs> think about it this way. You know, the president may sit at a desk, but God sits on the throne. He sits on the throne. And once you enthrone him in your heart, your life will never be the same. Never. Scripture has a simple remedy for all of our fears, 
all of our questions. Number one is to seek God. Seek God. How? With a humble, open, grateful heart. Focusing your thoughts on Him and on His faithfulness and His goodness. Secondly, believe Him. Believe Him. Isaiah 41.10 says, fear not, there's nothing to fear for I'm with you and I'm your God. And I will strengthen you and harden you to difficulties. Isaiah 58.11 says, the Lord shall guide you, not an angel, but Jehovah himself is looking out for you. Anybody? Woo, glory to God. So there's, there's a level of prosperity that we have not seen because we have not grown to that level of gratitude and appreciation. He's waiting. Just waiting for your thank yous, waiting for your focus, waiting for your appreciation, waiting for your, let, your yes, Lord, your yielding to him. He's waiting, and it's going to be yours. He wants to prosper you in a way that you have never, ever imagined. But you can't if you're just needs focused. It's not going to happen. You know what you can do? You can give God, God praise on credit. You know, you buy stuff on credit. How about just giving him some praise on credit for the wisdom and the understanding that you need, the knowledge that you need, the hope and the peace and the health and the abilities and the gifts and your eyes and your ears and your family and your friends, your job, your salvation, your love, fear, the favor that he gives you, graces and mercies. Your mind is functioning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The functionality of your body. The fact that we have choices. We live in America. We have Christianity, and we've got the Word of God. Thank Him and make a list. I want to I encourage everybody in here to document your gratitude. Document it. The Bible says we overcome by the, the blood of the Lamb and the Word of our testimony. Write it down. Every day, write down. I'm thankful that God did this for me today. Make a journal of it. Make a journal to, to memorialize what God is doing in your life. So your praise, listen, your praise and your thanks is your greatest yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It opens the door to his greatest outpouring in your life. And he will parlay, I know we're not at the racetrack, he will parlay that simple thank you, thank you, Lord, into a blessing you don't have room enough to receive. One that no eye has seen and no ear has heard. A blessing for which you have no frame of reference. Are you hearing me? Big. I like the definition of parlay. You know what it means? To transform into something greater or more valuable. That's what he wants to do for you. Simple. Thank you, Lord. How hard is that? 2017, listen. It's time for all things to be new. You, your values, your gratitude, your power. And God has promised to respond to your heart of thanksgiving. He said, with the fullness of my supply will I give to you when you give to me your thanks and your praise and your worship. Do you receive it? Thank him right now. Thank him right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I agree. You said a mouthful there. <laughs> to digest and to put that into practice is going to take some time. But we got all year to do it. Amen. It's like we're moving from the natural to the supernatural. You want to go there? Going from the material to the spiritual. But, you know, it takes time. It takes it's a step-by-step -step process. You can't just hop in there, but we are going to move into that 
realm week by week. So don't get nervous. Let's just all go together. We're on the same train, okay? Heading on the same journey into the promised land. You know, the, the children of Israel, they got scared. We can't take it. There's too many giants in there. I don't know. We're not able. But we are able because God is with us. Amen? We're going to show you step by step how to do it. Isn't that nice? Amen.